people spend a lifetime searching for their purpose. Come walk in my shoes as I find mine. You're now listening to the JK Experience. Going, okay, I'm gonna take full responsibility for the happiness in my life. Good for you, you feel you're talented in that. Pursue that, who gives a crap what everybody else says, right? When you are disciplined about how you take action on the things that you desire to accomplish, does it make you better? Absolutely. Tell me about the weekend, man. How was your uh, How was your weekend? I'll tell you what. It was a great weekend for us. Uh, we we were home. We weren't traveling for basketball. It was good. Yeah. But our youngest son Mason had a 3D archery tournament that he just loves doing. And uh-huh. I don't know if you and I have talked about this before, but that's something that I did when I was really young. Before I had kids, I actually I shot archery professionally. And I traveled all over the United States doing that. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I was sponsored. You never shared that. With I know. Well, it's it was just a long time ago. So, I I did that, and I I achieved some really really good success in that. And I put it away when I had kids. I just put it away, and I stopped traveling and stopped shooting. And and my boy, when we started bow hunting, he's like, "Hey, I want to do more." Well, like, mm-hmm. we shoot three D shoots. And the kid, it just he gets it. He's got that that natural talent, that ability, uh-huh. yeah. and he is great. So we had a, we had a big win there. Um, I haven't seen the final standings, but I, I feel like he did pretty good. Now it's a triple crown, and he won it last year. So he's okay. he's trying to trying to repeat. That's awesome. So what is that? Uh, I mean, what is a three D shoot? So what is, that? what it is 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 they have three uh, D foam animal targets. Oh, okay. and they set gotcha. them up at different yards. This one was actually yeah. held in the in the arena at the at the fairgrounds nice. dirt floor and you know of course you've got uh, bob at there was probably 200 shooters there a lot wow. so, so was, does he have an age group then yeah he's he's young adult so this is his last year in young adults so he's trying to trying to defend there but nice you you had a weekend yeah and i'm back in today right we just got in this morning it was an early early morning uh we did the spartan races over this weekend dude and uh, so that's my fifth and sixth races or races that I've done over the last couple of years. You've done six of those? Six. Yeah. I got the first, we got the trifecta done the first year and then uh, I only did one last year. And then, uh, yeah, I got two knocked out this weekend with uh, two really great buddies and there was, there, it was their first time. So it was fun to do that. And, uh, you did yeah. two in one weekend. Yeah, dude. It was, uh, om- I almost only did one. Yeah. The body was about ready to kind of shut down on me that night on Saturday night. No and, kid. Uh, Dude, there was a lot of ibuprofen and a lot of praying. Saying, yeah. Okay, Lord, like you, like, don't let me come all the way down here so I can't do another race. Come on. So yeah, it was intense. It was, uh, it was good. I mean, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. And I, I you know, I, I just had so much fun watching them uh-huh. go through the pain and yeah. agony for the first time, right? Yeah. I knew what I was getting into, <laughs> uh, but they, they had no clue. So, uh, it was fun to, uh, be down there and then we've got a really good friend that lives down there. Um, we went to Arizona, so it was a really quick trip. You know, we got in there late on Friday and then left early, early this morning. And, uh, yeah, it was just so much fun to be around him. And, uh, I know it was, uh, I know that he really enjoyed being around some guys. So yeah, it was good, man. Yeah. You know, th- this is, this is the thing. If I live the rest of my life uh-huh. and never do a Spartan race, I'm okay with that. No, you're not. I, I really am, no, Josh. Not, I see no reason to go abuse myself like that. <sighs> But I'm glad you do it. Now, you and I, we just, we don't have to agree on this. I mean, that's, that's just not something that's real important in my life. Right. But I, I want to understand this. I want to, I want to get in your head just a little bit uh-huh. and figure out why, first of all, you would spend, I, now I understand, you know, taking care of yourself and physically and, mm-hmm. and being in shape, mm-hmm. but why would you train so hard? 
to go down there and abuse yourself so much. Like I, right. I you know, I, I get it. Some people are really into that. Like, you know, gym owners, for example, right? right. That guy kind of yeah. has something to prove. He's got to yeah. be down there doing it. But why does a guy, successful CEO, put himself through that? Like, what's the mindset? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think it, it multiple of the reasons. One of, of course, obviously, just as a uh, as a ex. I get this. I get this from my buddies. An ex pro jock, and I'm like, yeah, ex for sure, sure. right? Um, I think just like competitiveness, right? You know, um, when you when you get to a certain age, and there's just you just lose the ability to compete at certain things, you know. And I gave up basketball and I gave up softball a number of years ago, and to find another sport that really I don't have to depend on anybody else to do. I mean, this is really just a, a me thing in a mm-hmm. sense. Um, that it's been, it's been really life giving over the last couple of years to, um, to be challenged and to be pushed, right. And to be uncomfortable and to really push your body and your mind more than anything else. It was the mental part of it. That's been, uh, the most satisfying thing that I've come, that's come out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, every time that I run these races, I'm always thinking about how those experience really can play into my life, right? Like the lessons I learned from that. And so, um, you know, the first one I did, it was the most memorable one and it was the most intense, most painful one. And it also was the most revealing mentally, uh, to me of the takeaways that I experienced from that. Right. And so I look forward to that because, uh, you know, if you're, we, we're always talking about growing, right. And, and how do you grow? Well, you grow when you're stretched, you grow when you're like, when you're, when you're backed in the corner and you don't really know what to do and you got to figure stuff out. Right. I mean, I just did this podcast last week on this is like, you know, had a horrible like two weeks and I, I had to grow from it though. Right. Mm-hmm. I wasn't just going to play the victim in it. And I got to, I had to figure out that process and, and, the, and then these Spartan races really do a fantastic job for me of putting me in situations of discomfort, of some pain, um, of uh, just some some uh, the mental part of it of going, you know what, I know my body doesn't want me to do it, but I, I can control my mind. Sure. Right? If I can control my will and my mind and my spirit, then the body's going to follow it. Yeah. And so um, it's just been a, a really great way for me to push myself to a limit and a level that uh, nothing else was offering me, to me to do that. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's always been said that the body fuels the mind. Right. And I think this is kind of a, a throwback to that. You know, you're like, hey, if if I can overcome this stuff mentally yeah. and and prove to myself that I can that I'm physically able when I think I'm not. Right. I, you know, like David Goggins. Right. There's yeah. a reason yeah. for people like him. He's, he's telling you that. He's saying, hey, if you can overcome it upstairs, you can overcome it in, in the whatever it is you're doing. So yeah. I admire that. I admire people like you. I admire people like him. I just, I'm trying to understand, like, so give me some takeaways. How about that? How about you give yeah. me some takeaways about this particular race and let me know, you know, relate them to our business. Right. Okay. I love it, man. So I, so I, every time I run these races, I really do sit down afterwards uh, and try to remember the, the emotions I was going through, uh, during the race. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of, I came up with these 10 takeaways from this race and uh, I don't know if we'll get through all 10 of them. Um, this episode, if we don't, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap them up and get them on the next one. So, uh, number one was, um, make the first decision. And the reason that was that was so important for me to um, to think about that is because you know we made this decision to do this race as a, a group of us guys. Mm-hmm. Um, we made this decision all the way back in October, and it was a process from October all the way until this date, this weekend, right? And 
when it comes to life, I just, I, I find so many times like we just don't make the first decision, right? Yeah. We don't, like we don't do the first thing it takes to start to accomplish this goal that we have, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, whether that's like sign up or buy the thing or make the call or make the appointment, we're just not willing to do the first thing. It's always an idea. It's always a thought. It's always something we should do, right? And as I was going through um, the first day's event, I just kept on thinking, like, I mean, I got these two guys running with me. This is the first time they've done it. And it was seeds that were planted um, months and months prior to us even committing to it, right? It was something that we, I talked enough about with other people and they've experienced it uh, of just like some things that I've gone through. And it was those seeds that kind of had germinated and it was growing and growing. And then finally it was like, all right, I've just got to be the first one to make the decision that we're going to do this. And I'm just going to throw this out there. So I got a text together and say, Hey, done some research. The, the, um, uh, that the schedules were released today. I said, I think we could do this. These are the dates. This is what we should do. And I, I just made the decision and I'm like, who's in and Unfortunately, I think a lot of people are waiting for somebody else to make the decision. Sure. Right. They're waiting for somebody else to come in and save the day or to do the thing. Right. And they want to be, then they just kind of want to tag along and not enough people are just saying, all right, I'm going to lead because it's too important that this gets done. Okay. So I think the first one, once again, was just the first one for me was make the decision. And so do you, do you feel like these other two guys would have gone ahead and done that had you not led them no. into that? No. no. Okay. No. So that's good. And and let, let's let's look at that from a leadership standpoint, right? How many times do we say, hey, you know, if you just do this in your business, hey, if you just do this in your business, but, and I just read a, an email that you forwarded to me and it, and it was by somebody else in our industry. And, and she said in this email, you've got to lead from the field. Right. That is so true. Right. right? And sometimes that's all it takes to get these people on board. So Great takeaway. Yeah. I mean, it really, like, once again, as I was thinking about it, how many times in my life, and this is something that's been, I've changed because my word for 2019 was action. Mm -hmm. So I knew that in order for me to have action in my life, I needed to make decisions first and I needed to make decisions for me because when I was not making decisions for myself, I was actually making them against myself. And I think often too many people, when they realize like when they don't make a decision, it's not like things say the same you make a decision against yourself in order to move forward, right? To make progress, which, which is so important for all of us in our lives to continue to make progress. And so uh, once again, like my first takeaway just from that was just like, this is awesome. Like we are down here in Arizona right now. We're down here ready to do these two races. We're down here for a guy's weekend. And it's all because a decision was made and we all agreed to do it. Yeah. How many times does lack of a decision end up being a decision against you. Exactly. Right. We've all yeah. suffered from that at some point in our lives. So you know what? That is great. And again, it also goes back to having those people around you, those people on your team. Yeah. One of the things uh, that we always struggle as leaders is like, um, you know, how do we, how do we make progress and we move forward without leaving people behind? Right. How do mm-hmm. we, how do we continue to just move forward? And so my second takeaway on this was like, this was, this was set the pace, but don't leave them behind. Okay. And so as I was running the race, you know, I've done this before. Like I said, like this was my fifth and sixth time. I knew the obstacles that were potentially coming up. I knew the terrain a little bit because we, you know, we, I've had worse terrain 
And so I was very comfortable with what I was getting into. These guys were just figuring it out as they went. And, you know, they were already kind of nervous about like, well, how tough is that going to be? And I heard this was a really hard challenge and this obstacle really sucks. And I don't want to do burpees. And, you know, all of these things that they were already thinking of as landmines that were going to come up. Yeah. So they were so worried about all of these distractions. And I was so focused on the next opportunity, right? I was focused on what was going to happen next. And so I was able to lead and be at a really good pace. And, you know, sometimes there was more separation than others because I was on that. I was just staying steady with my pace. Right. But every time I got done with an obstacle, I always waited. Okay. Always waited because we were doing this as a team. We're doing this as a, you know, as an organization in a sense. Right. And so as I think about this is how many times does the leader outpace the pack and they don't turn back. They don't look back and make sure that everybody else is falling. They don't make sure that everybody else is keeping up. They don't make sure that the ones that have that uh, that have fallen that they're not getting picked up, right? Yeah. And unfortunately, I think too often in le- in businesses is that you have leaders that just are so focused on moving forward that they forget everybody in the back. You bet. Yeah, we've all seen examples of that. So um, now, in in this particular situation, did, did all did everybody finish? Oh yeah, we all finished. And here's the thing, right? I could have ran the race faster. Yeah. I really could. I felt great. I could have done it. But why? I mean, I run it two minutes faster. I run it five minutes faster and I don't finish with the team. I don't finish with the guys. Like what does that really build? Right. And the whole reason why we did this together was so that we could build camaraderie, that we could build a team in this whole thing. Right. And we got, we were going to get like, we were going to do something together as men Mm -hmm. and build that relationship. Right. And oftentimes, once again, I just go back to business. I go back to our relationships, right? How many times have I, in relationships, do you just leave people in the dust and you don't put the effort in making sure that they get through that challenging time in their life? And then the next thing you know, you wake up and you don't have that friendship anymore. And really at the end of the day, you have yourself to blame. Yeah. You're standing there alone. Right. Exactly. And life is not meant to be alone. Right now. Listen, I also see, I can hear people already going, well, you know, as a leader, I mean, you, you're, you're going to, your relationships are going to change and you can't like, you can't wait for everybody. I get that. It's all, I mean, we, we want, we want progress, right? You know, those people will, will take themselves off the team. Yeah. I'm talking about team members. I'm talking about people that want to be on the team that are striving to do it. They just don't have the skills that you have right now, right? They don't have the experience you have right now, but they're doing, they're doing everything they can. It's like these guys behind me, like they were doing everything they could to keep the pace and do the thing. They just didn't have the experience yet. And I guarantee the next race that we run, they'll be that much better at it. Right. And they'll be maybe outpacing me. Right. And that's what life's about. That's what business is about is helping those people continue to go on that pace and be better than they were the time before. And how encouraging was it for those guys to know after two or three obstacles to know that you were there waiting for them, encouraging them on, helping them, helping them through that. Right. And yeah, I think that that was, I mean, they, they knew that I wasn't going to leave them. Right. And I, but I also think too, is that one of the things that they appreciated because I've been in the back, right. I, 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 you know, Mike, uh, he leads the pace when I run with him. Right. That dude is just, that dude is an animal. Right. But I love the fact that he can go because it also pushes me like, Hey, listen, don't get comfortable with what you think this pace is because you are, you can do so much more. Right. So I do have to drive harder. I do have to push myself harder. And that's exactly what those guys, though they felt like, Hey, listen, I know he's not going to go too far off, but I better freaking catch up. You know, I better maintain and I better, like, I better push a little bit harder right here. Right. Yeah. And so I think that was also the great thing that came out of it is that they even pushed to a level that they were a little bit uncomfortable with 
and didn't quite know that they could get to because they had a person in front of them pushing that pace. Nice. So, all right, now this is number two. Uh, number three here. Uh, hey, listen, some things are out of your control. You know, I talked about this on the last podcast and this was really like, it's kind of funny how this is all building up. You know, for, for two weeks, <clears throat> I was going through that, that uncomfort of the energy levels and stuff that I was, you know, battling and stuff. Yep. And I just realized how many things were really out of my control, right? And then this weekend, there were things that like, you just couldn't do anything about it, right? I couldn't do anything about the weather. I couldn't do anything about how cold the water was. I couldn't do anything about like how many people were signing up. And as I was going through the events, like there were some things that were challenging and I just had to be like, I'm not gonna get upset because of the things that I can't control. Like I can control myself. I can control my emotions. I can control how much effort I put in this, but there are so many things that I can't control. And in that terrain, like in that, that moment, I was able to see how many things truly were not in my control. And it was very humbling again. Right. And I'd just gotten through two weeks of being humbled with the things that I thought I was in control of. And it was just a great reminder once again, of going through really challenging times, really challenging event and seeing how much control I didn't have, but I just had to be good with that. And I really feel like a lot of people don't understand that. So my understanding of the, of the Spartan races is there are obstacles, right? Those obstacles are there for a reason. Right. But I also understand that you have an alternative to an obstacle. Is that right? Yeah. You can do the burpees. Right. And for those of us who don't know exactly what that is, explain a burpee. Oh, it's just like you want to throw up in your mouth. Is really? What it is. Yeah. No, I mean, you do a jump, you know, with your hands above and then you get down and you almost kind of do a push up. Huh. And, then, and then once again, you got to push yourself all the way up. You got to stand up. You got to do like a jump and go down. I don't know if I'm explaining that really well, but it's, I mean, it's, it is tough and you have to do 30 of them, right? You basically go from like a push up situation position uh-huh. all the way up to jumping straight up in the air. Right. Yeah, and you yeah. do that multiple times, yeah, 30 times for every one that you fail. Yikes. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you know, it doesn't sound that bad. I'm going to just tell you, go and do it. I mean, and no, those yeah. that you're listening to, you, you probably have done those before. So you know, the pain that really comes along with it. But you know, like the first day we had 28, 28 obstacles. So you have 28 opportunities to fail and do 30 burpees, right? That's a lot. It's a ton. And there were people that were doing it a lot. I mean, one of the things that brings you anxiety is that you just don't want to fail. Yeah. So you have to do these because it does, it takes everything out of you, right? It takes, I mean, it takes the wind out of you. It takes the, the it takes the legs out of you, right? And as much as you're in shape, man, when you do that many burpees, I don't care how good a shape you are. It really makes it very exhausting, right? You know, that that's funny. And that's exactly where I wanted you to go with that was, hey, here's this obstacle. You can, you can give it a half-assed attempt and then end up doing the burpees anyway, mm-hmm. or you can give it everything you've got and hopefully not have to do the burpees right. too, right? Just like any obstacle in our businesses. Yeah. We can go in it half-hearted and see if we pass or see if we fail, or we can give it everything we got. So, and I love that, you know, the, the, the challenges. I, I love that point that you made. Well, and I mean, and you control what you can control, right? I mean, I think oftentimes at two, um, we don't realize that we can give it our best and we can still fail, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and that's kind of what happens in these obstacles. You can try everything that you can inside of you. You can mentally be there, physically be ready. And you could have, you could grab a ring and it's just too wet and you slip, you know, you could be on one of the events and there's mud on it and your leg slips off of it and you fail that event, right? Well, it had nothing to do with anything that you could have controlled, but there's a price to be paid. 
And it's the same thing in life, man. It's like the same thing in business. If you look at it, like just look at how volatile our business is, right? You bet. If we, if we have a bust, we could be doing everything right, but we can't control the environment. Right. And if we have a bust, that's going to have an effect on everything else. Well, we might, once again, we can't do much about that. True. We can protect ourselves as much as we can, but I'm telling you at the end of the day, we've been through so many of these busts that we know, like there's just things that are inevitable. And as much as you try to cushion yourself, you can't do everything right all the time. You're still going to feel it. That's exactly right. So once again, I learned, especially over the last two weeks, but even just this week. And again, is that I could only be in control what I can control. And I'm going to have to be good with the things that I can't control, you know, and that can go in. That's even a deeper conversation because there are some really great moments that I had with my God talks and how God was talking to me. And man, I just had to give some stuff up, dude. I had to give this false sense of control up in my life. And I tell you what, I'm so much more at peace. And I tell you, I mean, that really has changed me. And once again, that this weekend was another proof of that. Like, dude, I am so, so not in control of so much of my life. So true. You know? So, all right, man. So that was, uh, what was it? That was number three. So now we're on number four. All right. The journey isn't going to be easy, but it's worth it. And you know, this is people, we say this a lot, right? And, and you know, if you've listened to our, our, uh, our podcast long enough, you know that like we're in the middle of this journey. Like we are in the weeds of this journey so much in our, in our businesses. And I just, it, it was so much fun, right? Um, so we get done with day one and it was a shorter version of what I've been through. It's a, instead of a nine mile, uh, super, it was only a 6.4 mile super. Right. And part of me was just like, man, those jerks don't even know how bad it was. Like, and it was a pretty good, like the terrain wasn't as bad. And it's like, I felt like that, uh, you know, that parent that always tells our kids, like when I was your age, son, yeah. like it was school uphill both ways. And it, you know, it snowed tw- 10, 11 months out of the year and yep. we didn't have this. And I was kind of like, dang it, you guys didn't have to go through the hell that we went through, but we did go through, I mean, it was a challenge no matter what. Right. And there was still some anxiety that night, as much as we like appreciated that day being over. Cause we knew there was another race. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was awesome to experience when that race, when that second race was over, like it didn't matter how hard we, or that, how bad we hurt. It didn't matter the, the scrapes and bruises we had. It didn't matter. Like Jason pulled his groin. I freaking hurt my knee. Uh, Brian hurt his glute. You know I mean, like we had like bumps and bruises and scrapes and blood and all that stuff. Right. It didn't matter. Like the pain was worth it. Like sure. everything that we went through was worth it. And I think that's so much in life is like, we don't know, like we quit too often, too early in our lives on things. We don't know that if we just kept going, which if we just kept pushing, right, if we just kept doing it, it would be worth it. And unfortunately, it just happens all too often, man. People just give up on themselves. They give up on their dream. They give up on that idea way too early. And, you know, I, we see it in our kids, right? We see it like the kids, unless we as parents are so proactive of really making sure that they are building that intestinal fortitude. I mean, I'm doing, we're going through this with Caden right now, man. I'm like, I've got to figure out a way to help him see that if he just pushed through it, that it'd be so much better on the other side of the line, man. And right now he's just challenged with that. Like right now he's just, he doesn't have that intestinal fortitude in his life yet. And I'm waiting for that event to happen. I'm waiting, waiting for something that I can't control. He can't control. And it just happens. And then that moment switches in his head and he goes, I don't ever want to feel that again. I'm going to cross the finish line, you know, nice. 
And uh, I think on, on once again, it's just it's just that reminder, right? It's worth it. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's worth it. Yeah, you know, and it's it's fun being you know being a parent watching watching your children go through something like you said, where, where you have no control, they have no control, and their only option is to push through it. That's fun watching that happen. Now, you know, I'm not talking big catastrophic stuff, but in those little wins that they have, when they see that light and they go, oh, I get it. This is what you've right. been telling me. Yeah. Those are, those are fun. So I hope that happens yeah. soon for you. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think once again, let's just talk about that in business, right? I mean, how many people do we talk to that were just struggling and challenged and just trying to break through and trying to break through and it didn't feel like they're making any ground. And then the next thing they know, they're like, they, they broke through and they're like, oh my gosh, this is what this tastes like. This is what victory looks like. This is what accomplishment looks like in my life. Right. And they're like, and you're, and you sit down and you go, okay, now that you've experienced some success, now that you've experienced some good things that have happened, was it worth it? And they're like, Absolutely. And twice on Sundays. Yes. Right. Yeah. And you get to do that. I mean, so once again, and, and this is just a reminder for both of us too, right? I mean, I have to remind myself the same thing. Like it's worth the process. It's worth the pain, right? Because I know at the end of the day, one, when we get there, cause we will get there, it is going to be worth it because of the fruits of our labor. Yeah. And we, you know, we, you and I going back to our business here, we were, we were just having a conversation with a guy who is having some success in the business but he used the analogy of a hamster wheel, right? And if that's not yeah. getting caught up in the grind, you know, it would be real easy for that guy to go, you know what, this is all there is for me, I'm out. Yeah. And go do something completely different. But it's our job to make him realize that there's something on the other side of that, and but we can't make that decision for him. Right, yeah, so, we just gotta paint the picture, right? You got and, it. Because we've seen it and we, we, ex- we experience it and we get to experience it a lot, man. And, and that's just one of the funnest parts of our job. Is when we get to see that with people. All right. Um, okay. So number five, and I got to stop on this because we're already going to be like you know, 30 minutes into this. Uh, number five is prepare and adjust. Prepare and adjust. Um, listen, you know, I've done this once again. Now, this is the sixth time that I've been able to run these races. And every one of these races, um, you have to prepare yourself mentally, physically, you know, even emotionally to a certain point. I mean, uh, the first race I did, man, I, I said so many freaking Hail Marys for, a, I, I mean, I said enough Hail Marys for a lifetime <laughs> in one event because of the amount of pain that I was in, the cramping and dehydration and all this, right? And I've learned that every time I get, pre- I prepare for these races, I have to adjust something in my workout or with my, um, uh, with my diet or something. Right. But then when you run the race, you also have to adjust and continue to make adjustments during the race. You know I mean? Uh, there was one point I ran, I, I, uh, uh, rolled my ankle. Well, I had to make an adjustment. I couldn't run the same way I was running before at a speed I was running. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the day two, man, I, I just, I don't know what I did, but I pissed off my IT band and my knee was just killing me from the day before. And so I had to make an adjustment on how I was running for that second day. Right. Um, and I think that like, that is such a great analogy for business, right? So many of us just like, we keep our heads down and we don't make the adjustments that we need to make in order to, uh, to have that success. And we just say, this is the right, this is the way I'm going to go. And then I'm just going to have, I just got to fight through it. And it's like, Dude, if you'd have just taken two steps to the right, you would have gone past that milestone way faster, right? And sure. you just kept on hitting yourself again, uh, hitting your head against that wall. Like, no, no, take two steps to the right and try this angle, 
right? How many times do we see that with um, like an independent contractor and they just try and one thing all the time and it's like, dude, it's not working. What do you need to make as an adjustment? Right. If you make these two adjustments or these three adjustments in that presentation or in that follow up um, or in that game plan, let's see what the success is. Right. And then they have success. And unfortunately, I don't think people make enough adjustments fast enough. You bet. And first of all, you got to have that willingness to make that adjustment and then the willingness to, you know, to hear that input. Right. When we when we come to and we say, hey, listen, this isn't working. What's the alternative? So many times, well, that's how I've always done it, right? So there's there's always an excuse there, but you've got to get beyond that. Yeah, and it's we see great successes with people when they do that. Yeah, and I and I just to kind of expand on that, I mean, once again, if you have people in your life that are helping you make those adjustments, dude, you better be doing that. But also, like, if you don't, if like you're just searching around, going, man, I'm just kind of like solo here, and I don't have enough people that I'm surrounding myself with yet. You're like you're a young entrepreneur that you don't have enough people around you that are helping you, dude, you have to buy, have to identify that. Well, you do that by stepping back, right? Just listen to my previous my previous podcast we did and you have to step back. You have to look at making sure that you're making the right moves and adjusting. So whether you have somebody in your life that has the courage to tell you the truth and make some adjustments or gives you opportunities, if you don't have that, then you got to be willing to sit back from whatever's going on in your life and see what adjustments you need to make, right? And oftentimes, I'll say this too, oftentimes as, as you're building your business, some of the adjustments you have to make are back on your personal life, or maybe they're back on your financial part life, or maybe they are in your health and vitality, right? You can be head down, uh, balls of the walls, just crushing it at business, right? Because you're so focused, but if you don't make the adjustment and realize that, hey, dude, I haven't had dinner with my wife for the last two weeks, or I haven't seen my kids, or I haven't tucked my kids into bed over this last week, or you know, whatever that case may be, that's the adjustment I'm talking about too, right? Don't just think about business. Think about the areas in your life that you maybe need to make some adjustments in that are really important. Yeah, you know, self-audit is a very, very valuable tool right? in that. Yeah. It's uh, so important, man. So, well, that's all I got, dude. I mean, that's right at like, uh, I don't know, 30 minutes right there. Another long one. Yeah. Right. So, uh, we'll hit number two on the, uh, the next one. Yeah. Right. Does that sound good? Sounds good to me. All right. Hey guys. Hey, uh, always enjoy it. And, uh, I hope you got some value out of this one. And, uh, you listen, we know that there's somebody in your life that this would be a good podcast for. So I want you to share it. I want you to uh, encourage them to listen to it. And I want you to encourage them to actually apply it in their life. We'll talk to you very soon. Wait, before you go, we want you to know how thankful we are for you listening to the JK Experience. You're the reason we keep sharing valuable content every week. If you found any value in this podcast, please subscribe to our channel and write us an honest review. We want to know what you think so that we can grow with you. We'll catch you next time.